is the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. and welcome to the stay-at-home mom yeah right podcast i'm sarah smith your host and i'm thrilled to be joined by tanya montella tanya has been a working professional for over 17 years in the corporate world and supported her husband's business through investment and working hours tanya has changed careers three times and has climbed her way up quickly being a top performer each time tanya has always been one of one who people seek for career advice. She ended up starting her own coaching business, giving other women the tools to lean into career change with confidence and land the jobs they desire. Tanya has written an ebook, launched a podcast and other public speaking as another means of empowering women to own their fulfillment in their careers. Welcome to my podcast, Tanya. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate you. What has this past two years in the pandemic been like for you and your family? Mm. Honestly, it's been so good because working from home, I found has made a difference in the, in the relationship that I have with my son. He's five. And my husband and I used to joke all the time that before the pandemic, you know, when I wasn't able to work from home, I was kind of the warden, right? Like my son would only (laughs) see me in the morning when I was waking him up, getting him ready, saying, let's go, let's go. And then he would see me in the evening when I would say, let's go home and let's get ready for bed and let's go, let's go. So he was (laughs) probably always like, oh, every time I see this woman, she's pushing me to do something. Um, but working from home during the pandemic really allowed me to spend more time with him, even though it came with challenges of its own, right? Trying to work and have him here in the house with me until schools reopened and things like that. Uh, but the relationship that we were able to build, it's just, that's the, that's the biggest thing that sticks out for me in terms of what the pandemic has done or looked like for my family, just because it, it was the best thing that could have happened in terms of our relationship. How were you able to manage? So at the time he was three, when the pandemic started, how were you able to manage having a little toddler um, and managing your business? Great question. So a lot of what I would do, honestly, I had to get comfortable with just letting him be in front of the TV, for example, which I know is horrible. And I had a lot of mom guilt around that. But honestly, when you have to take phone calls and you have to do what you have to do, I had I had to become okay with that. And that was a big thing of allowing the balance. Also, too, I would say just, uh, you know, creating that normalcy of having him pop in when I would be on Zoom calls and allowing him to do, you know, picking him up and putting him on my lap and saying, say hi. And people always enjoy that. Right. Yeah. Um, But then two, making a point to block off my calendar so that I could do um, dedicated activities with him. One thing I liked the most was uh, I would find images on Google or Pinterest or whatever it was to do um, scavenger hunts because we have a reservoir and and, um, woods right across the street from our house. So I would just print that out on the printer. Uh, We would go across the street, take a pen and check off the things that we found. And we both really enjoyed that activity. That's perfect. That's so fun. Very yeah. creative too. <laughs> um, can you talk about your story and how you got into career and empowerment coaching? 
Yes, absolutely. I love talking about this. So uh, having gone through uh, my own career by myself, which is what most people do, right? Typically people are not hiring a career coach. Uh, Those that do certainly have a leg up, I would say, but navigating all the different changes and just me as an individual, I tend to have a very bad habit of just trying to live my life uh, and decide, you know, make decisions on my own. I tend to not, I feel like it's a burden to like talk to somebody about it and, you know, uh, ask somebody for help or advice and things like that. So I've always had that as a very bad habit. So I've navigated, you know, different career challenges, different career changes um, alone, but been able to do so successfully. So in doing that, I think that just kind of set me up to be the person, as you said, in, in my intro that people would send my way to say, Hey, Tanya's actually moved from, you know, um, being in like a customer success role to going into learning and development. And she's changed careers in that way. And I see that you're looking to do that. Why don't you go and talk to her? She'd be a good person to talk to. And whenever people would send people my way, the notion was that we would talk about me, but I always flipped it. Cause like, who cares what I've done? Like you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to make a change in your career. Let's talk about what you want to do and why you want to do that change. And so it kind of took on its own. That's kind of like the, the way that you, I approach coaching in general is, you know, making it about that individual, asking them the right questions and being genuinely curious. And so it just kind of was a natural thing for me. And I found that the women that I would speak to really got a lot out of our conversation, but then equally I, as well, I would get off the phone and feel like, oh my goodness, I really feel like I helped that, that woman. Um, I feel so fulfilled in that conversation. I felt energized, happy, far more excited and again, fulfilled than what I was doing in my nine to five. So I was like, Mm-mm, there's something here. I need to right, lean into right. um, <laughs> and I need to go, go forward with this. I just, I just felt, you know, you just sometimes kind of feel things in your soul. And yeah. um, I really just went head forward with that. Good for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> Due to the pandemic, so many women are feeling stuck or overwhelmed with their jobs, the kids, the household. How can you help push them to make a change? Mm. I would say number one is recognizing that a change needs to be made, right? Because I think it's so it's so easy for us, especially as women, uh, sorry, as moms, to just kind of get in that habit of just living your life as it is and not even take a moment to pause and think, am I really happy with what's what's going on here? Whether it be the relationship, the household, the, um, the, the career, right? And so I think the very first step is just recognizing that change is necessary. And, And the second step I would say is digging deep into what that change is. And when you identify whatever the thing is that you need to change, I would say either speak to somebody who has gone through that change themselves or listen to somebody. So if you're not able to actually connect with an individual, um, I love to listen to the podcasts, you know, like yours, finding people that have done certain things and just hearing their experience and learning from them. Um, and then, like I said, if you can actually connect with somebody that has made the change that you're looking to make, I think it's hugely valuable. And I think a lot of people underestimate how willing people are to speak with them and just take time out to just share their experience and, 
you know, be, be somebody that could be of help. Even if you're a complete stranger, you'd, you'd really be surprised at, you know, if you just reach out to somebody saying, I'm looking to do X, Y, Z, I see that you've done it. Do you mind if I pick your brain for a moment that they would say, yeah, sure. People like to talk about themselves, right? It, it becomes pretty easy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, many women support their spouses through career journeys, through their career journeys. Um, how do you help women realize that they don't have to remain behind the scenes and they too can pursue their dreams? Mm-hmm. This is so true for me. <laughs> um, you know what it is, I think, and again, especially as moms, we tend to lose ourselves by way of trying to be everything that we can be for the others in our family, being everything for your spouse. And in my case, it was supporting his, um, his own entrepreneur journey, uh, being everything for your children, right? Of course you have to do that as, as a mother, um, then being everything for the employer, you know, your nine to five <laughs> and trying to be everything as an employee. Um, and so I think just, you know, understanding that you yourself matter just as much as the people that you're trying to serve. And then just taking the leap. And I know it's difficult, but again, it goes back to like, just taking a moment to recognize that there is that need and that desire in you, you know, you're being all these things for other people and you want, you want something more for yourself. Um, But then too, just realizing that again, you're, you're just as important as everybody else that you're supporting. And so your happiness feeds into those other people. You know, I think at times we tend to say, well, I can't, I can't go and chase my dreams or I can't go and start this business because my family needs me or, you know, my husband, in my case, my husband's starting his own business. And if that, if something goes wrong with that, you know, I got to be the one to, (laughs) to keep us afloat with the money coming in. Um, And it doesn't have to be so black and white, right? Like you can slowly start to build something or slowly start to uh, chip away at whatever it is that you want to do for yourself um, and whatever it is for you that whatever it means to you to be successful without completely, you know, uh, like jumping ship on something else or feeling like you're completely, um, you know, being insupportive or, or abandoning ship, so to speak, which <laughs> might be some of the, the thoughts and feelings that surface when we think about chasing our own dreams. But it's just so important. And I think once you do that and you recognize that you're worth it and you take the leap of faith to just get things started, again, talking to people that have done it, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, things like that, um, you'll start to get more into the the motion of, yeah, I really want to do this. And that feeling will will get you kickstarted in and of itself, just naturally having the feeling of, I really want this. And the more that feeling starts to grow in you, um, the more you'll just start to do the thing. How can moms wipe away that mom guilt that so many of, of us suffer from? Oh my gosh. I still suffer from it. So, and, and I, I just, I wish I understood it better. Like I want to get into my psychology, uh, my interest in psychology um, and kind of dig deeper into why that is and, and how we can truly, truly change it. I I could just speak from my own experience. Um, Again, I think it's just a matter of accepting (laughs) that it is what it is. And I think oftentimes sharing it with other moms that are, are definitely experiencing experiencing as well, because 
when you say something like, oh, you know, I totally just let my toddler watch TV for two full hours, which is a lot um, to just hear another mom say, oh, my God, girl, I do the same thing. Or my my son hasn't left the TV since his wife. You know, you hear them say that they're doing the right. same thing and you think you're right. Like we just have to do what we have to do and we can't be so hard on ourselves because we got to keep things in motion and we got to chase our dreams. And, you know, the mom guilt is going to be there regardless of what sort of practices you put into place. But I think just remembering that it's okay and that you're still being a mother to your children and you're doing what's right by them. Even if it means you're, you know, slacking in one particular area, you can't do it all. Right. <laughs> right. And the kid, they won't remember that they sat in front of the TV for a couple hours for no. a few weeks or whatever it is for. Ten. No. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> and, and they enjoy it. That's the thing. They you're love thinking, it. Oh. You know, you're thinking, oh, this is so, I can't believe I'm doing this. And they're like, yes, give me more. So right. <laughs> who's really suffering. It's just you and it's in your head. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's all in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you believe that every woman should update their resume now? Mm-hmm. For a number of reasons. Uh, again, I'll go back to a personal experience. Um, I was working at a company for seven years <laughs> until I realized that I was no longer fulfilled um, and I needed to just get out of there as much as it pained me because of all the blood, sweat and tears I put in over seven years, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then over that time, of course, over seven year period is when I had my son. So not only was I out of the the game, so to speak, in terms of the um, the job search for seven years, but over that time I become a mom. And so those two things kind of made me completely, when I sat down to do my resume and having not touched it in seven years, I was completely, I was like, I, and I was, I was good at it, right? Like I, you know, I wasn't at jobs for seven years. It was maybe like three, four, that kind of thing. Um, and when I took a look at my resume to update it, I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what I've done over the past seven years. So right. updating it over time makes it so much easier when you do want to use it to find a new job or, or completely change careers, because you're not having to think back, especially when it's been seven or more years, you're not having to think back and remember what have I done and what sort of things would be meaningful to call out. You're kind of just continuously keeping it updated so that when you truly need it, you have less work to do. Now you wrote a book called Fulfilled, which I hear you saying that word a lot. Um, Did you always know you wanted to be an author? No, I never, no, I never would, (laughs) never would have guessed it. But, you know, as I, as I started realizing how much I have been able to empower myself being by myself <laughs> throughout my 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 journey in life. Um, and I started realizing that I don't want other women to go about their lives or their careers alone. Um, this passion for empowering others is really what surfaced. And I was like, there's so many aspects to this I want to say. Granted, I am a career coach, but there's other aspects of life where I feel we need empowerment that I just want to give to the world. I just want to put it out there because it's things that, you know, it's nothing that's groundbreaking, but it's just things that we don't think about. It's things that we, 
we might recognize from time to time, but we don't do anything about it. <laughs> and I think just putting it all down, it's really six things that I that I outline that I as well do in my life. So I'm also explaining my own experiences to give examples. Um, but it's things that it's just kind of nice to to hear. And the the women that have read it and that have told me what it's done for them, a lot of them, it's been a kick in the pants, like saying, yeah, I need to get on, on my grind. I need to get out from behind the scenes and, you know, from behind being the supporter of my husband. And I need to go chase my dreams. One woman said, um, you know, I've been starting to work out every single morning after reading your, your ebook, because I was just letting it slide. And I was just, you know, getting into the, the rabbit hole of just, I would, what I would call it, she didn't use these words, but I would call it just living passively, just kind of living each day and just taking it as it comes and not really recognizing what's going on and how you're feeling and making a change about it, right? That that's being very purposeful is recognizing what's happening, making a change. Um, and a lot of women have said that they've they've been driven to to take more control, I would say it, of their lives. What does fulfilled mean to you? For me, fulfillment means something that brings you joy and makes you feel very accomplished. So when I talk about uh, the conversations that I would have with women and how I left each call feeling very fulfilled, I had a smile on my face and I had this feeling inside of me where, you know, we talk about uh, what lights you up. Like Mm -hmm. that is something that lit me up. And that's why I started leaning into it because I realized this feeling that I had inside when I left the phone call and the the exterior <laughs> um, illustration of how I felt on the inside, meaning I had that smile on my face and I kept thinking about our conversation. I kept thinking about that woman. Um, I was inspired to check in with her and, you know, continue along her, her journey. Um, all those things it was is what let me know that is fulfillment because when I compared it to the way that I would leave a meeting at work, <laughs> didn't have that feeling on the inside. I didn't have a smile on my face. I didn't want to check in with those people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a very different uh, feeling that you get when you are doing something that fulfills you. It really is on the inside, I would say. And that that's the best way that I could describe it for me, at least. It's like your God-given purpose. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um how have you been able to create a work-life balance, especially during this pandemic, mm-hmm. if at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, the the pandemic is really what allowed for it. Before that, I really didn't have it. Like I said, I was the mm-hmm. warden. I saw my son in the morning and in the evening <laughs> and then on the weekends, of course. But besides that, I really did not have work-life balance. But now being able to work from home um, you know, throw something in the laundry. It, it also makes me feel much more accomplished. I got to say, like putting something in the laundry, coming and taking a phone call, going and taking it out and having laundry be done. And I just got work done, like, right. or cooking something while I'm listening to a webinar or I'm on a phone call that I just, I don't need to speak on. I'm just really listening and multitasking my personal life while I'm doing my work life. Cause I, I also wonder how many women actually do that. The, those that have worked from home during the pandemic, like, did you just sit <laughs> in your office or in your bedroom or wherever you were working and 
save the the house stuff for after? Or were you like me being a crazy bee walking around the house doing both at the same time? That that was my approach to work-life balance. And, and that's how I accomplished it for me. How can moms learn to always remember who they are in the midst of all this busy and crazy? <laughs> it, it's a great question because again, I find that we, I'll speak generally because I'm included in this, this uh, group, um, just again, we tend to lose ourselves. And so I think the way to remember who you are is to, again, take that moment. It all, I, I know I keep repeating myself, but it really is about taking a moment to take a step back and recognize, you know, what your world looks like and and where you're enjoying things and where you're not enjoying things. And uh, when it comes to what you're not enjoying, for example, for me, it was like, I didn't get out of the house enough. And that's just been the way that it's always been pandemic or not. I don't get out enough. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I got, I have to um, meet more people. I have to be surrounded by more women. Um, And, you know, that was part of me that was missing. And once I recognized that and I started to take action on it, that's the two things, right? Recognizing it is one thing, but if you just recognize it and say, Oh, I'll deal with it next week. (laughs) You're not really going to get anywhere, Um, but recognizing it and taking action on it is really the way to to move the needle. And um, I think that's hugely important so that you don't forget the things that you're missing and you don't just not address them (laughs) because then they'll just always be missing. Um, I think too, it's, it's remembering the things that make you happy. For example, for me, I love to paint. And I hadn't done that in years, especially after my son was born. I had not painted in years. So one Mother's Day, I said, I want this Mother's Day, you know, to be able to just spend time alone. And to some people that might sound bad, like, oh, you disowned your family for Mother's Day. But yeah, I took a me day. That's (laughs) the best thing ever. (laughs) It is. It is. And I don't think we do it enough. But I sat in my room with a glass of wine and some music and I painted and I got back to it. And just that little bit of just for you. Yeah. You know, even if you can't do it a lot, do it from time to time because you deserve it and it's who you are. And if you, if you let those things fall by the wayside, you might lose them completely. And then you'll find yourself wondering, why am I just in a rut? Well, it's because, you know, the true you is somewhere years ago. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't, um, you haven't fed, fed her recently. You know, you haven't done those things that really make you happy. What would you tell your younger self? I would say, girl, you have no idea what is inside of you because because I was such a shy, you know, I talk about being introverted. That's still true for me today, but I was such a shy, timid, you know, not confident little girl that I could have never dreamed when you say, did you, you know, you think you'd be an author? Like, no way. You know, did you think you would start your own business? Absolutely not. Did you think you'd be in a position to empower other women? No, because I was never empowered myself. Mm. I never had that strength or that confidence inside of me. And, you know, along the years um, of my life and in my journey, I was, 
able to kind of pull that together. And now that I have it, I wanted, I would want to tell my younger self that that, that is what's to come because <laughs> she would have never guessed that, that it would turn into that. And what do you do for self-care? Mm, I love self-care. <laughs> so I mentioned one of the things like taking, taking a me day, um, whether that be again, locking myself in my room with glass of wine, music in a, in a canvas, um, I also will take a full me day, meaning I will book a hotel room just for myself. Uh, I will bring all my facial, you know, products and all the things, uh, my, my diffuser to have a nice scent around it. Like I go all in on self-care. So. <laughs> and some, you know, when I share this with some women, they're like, oh, a hotel, like an overnight thing, like a full day. I could never... And, you know, I, I disagree with that. You definitely can. It's not, a, I can never, you definitely can. Um, but even if it's just, you know, a pedicure or, you know, something small, um, I always make sure that I'm, I'm doing something daily. And when I say daily, I know that sounds maybe, you know, huge for some people like oh, I, something every day, but here's what I recognized. I was trying to, for example, fitness, you know, I try and stay fit. I try and work out. Um, I was trying to squeeze that into my day-to-day, my, my nine to five. And I was finding that work would take over or, or house home family would take over and I would never get to myself. And I was like, I need to work on self, whatever that means, fitness in this case, when, when, not everybody else is demanding my time. So I started waking up uh, one and a half to two hours early each day to work on self, whether that be working on my business, exercising, whatever it is, so that I wouldn't, because as much as you try and say, oh, I'm going to block off time to exercise midday, like, no, a meeting or something is going to come up or you're just going to not feel like it. So. So I think it's important to, you know, if you're finding that you don't have time to take care of self, that you, sometimes you do have to wake up a little bit early because guess what? Everybody's sleeping and it's only you and that's your best time to (laughs) to be your best self. That's great. Um, So, so many people need to feel fulfilled. Where can they find your books, your book? Yeah. So my website is tanyaempowers.com. Uh, you can find my book there. You can also find a couple of free guides that will uh, just prompt questions. I love to ask questions and get people thinking, <laughs> um, give you some questions to ask yourself to either lead you to a more fulfilling career, or there's one that's just about life and nurturing yourself as a human, um, whatever it is that you're looking for. There's a couple of you know free guides to kind of help you um, ask yourself the right question and start to get, get yourself in the journey of addressing the things that you might, might want to, or need to address in your own life. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for taking time out of your busy schedule today to speak with me and sharing so much of yourself with my audience. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. have just listened to the stay at home mom yeah right podcast with my mom i hope you enjoy listening don't forget to subscribe and if you liked it please give it five stars thank you